What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. My guest today is a published author and award-winning United Nations artivist. He has dedicated his life to serving children and the planet. Growing up under the guidance of a farmer, an author, and a public health care nurse, he has studied with indigenous elders and notable spiritual leaders, including the 14th Dalai Lama. His life and work has been heralded in publications such as HBO, LA Times, CNN, New York Times, and MTV. He has collaborated with some of the most innovative artists, such as YouTube, Michael Franti, Joan Baez, Cheech Marin, and many, many more. I am super honored to have the incredible Aaron Abelman on Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Well, I appreciate you uh, being on the show. I really do. And for my listeners who may not, I, obviously you and I have gotten to connect over the last couple months. Um, for my listeners who may not know who you are. I know I did a little brief bio on you, but if you could just kind of give me a little backstory about Aaron and then also, because this is, this is about your kids, uh, also about your family, how many kids you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really, uh, excited, excited to be having this conversation. Family is the, the heartbeat to my world and it's my, yeah, it's really, it's, it's my greatest gift and also my greatest teacher simultaneously. So I'm really, really excited. And, and my background is, I, you know, I, I had an interesting childhood that, you know, just raised by two deeply committed, loving, uh, humanitarian oriented parents. My father's a farmer and an author and my mother's a public health care nurse. And both of them, I think, really instilled in me throughout my childhood that service and care and kindness, compassion, um, these kind of values that ironically are things that we should all be learning in kindergarten or preschool for that matter. And yet um, it does seem like the world could use a revisit to those foundations. So those values were always instilled in me. And I, you know, I was raised on a, on a small farm um, in the central coast, California, uh, the indigenous territory of the Chumash people. And that mm. farm taught me incredible, incredible things just about the the importance of the natural world and food systems. And my passion and my commitment to the environment was uh, also instilled in me at that age. And so I've just been more or less uh, living out the gifts of my childhood ever since. And we'll get into some of my uh, my adventures over the course of this conversation. I think that's a good intro. Yeah. Oh, one last thing is I have I, so I've, most importantly, I have right. a four year old, and and she is the light of my life. She's really um, just uh, yeah, she's a master teacher for me, right. and um, I'm just so grateful to to have a, a, a beautiful partner and uh, and a beautiful daughter that we're, you know, we're raising in, in the Bay Area of California. Awesome. Uh, yeah, children can be our teachers for sure. Uh, it's something that, you know, I have two boys that are both, they're both adults now, but uh, even to this day at, at the ages of 22 and 19, I'm still learning every single day from them. So it's one thing mm -hmm. for us to teach our kids, but our kids can certainly, uh, we can certainly learn a lot from them. 
Now, kind of now, you said Central Coast. I'm just curious, uh, for my own personal interest, um, what part of the Central Coast did you grow up on? Oh, so a small town called Goleta, Santa oh, yeah. Barbara County. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, if, so if, uh, my... if you know the joke about Goleta, is that what's the difference between Goleta and a bowl of yogurt? Is that one has a culture. <laughs> so there's actually. Yeah, and and of course that's excluding the the agricultural heritages of of the, those lands, and of course the original peoples, and and the the university there. You know, I I was at first exposed to a lot of indie music, hip hop, you know, just alternative culture through the university, uh, UC Santa Barbara, and um, but yeah, I, I grew up there and and was very fortunate to travel quite a bit for my, my father's first book and um, some of my mother's humanitarian work. But, uh, but California is, is uh, very much my, my heartbeat. And uh, yeah, for having been all over the world, California is, is still one of the most remarkable places I've ever been. Awesome. Well, very cool. Now, do your parents still live there? No. Well, my, mo- my mother is now, actually, she's up just south of Big Sur in Cambria, and my but my father's in in Canada on the west coast of Canada and mm. um he's farming up there and continues to uh, release uh books as well um uh yeah we've we've sort of migrated in in various ways as it happens um and i you know i um i feel so fortunate to have had exposure to both the um you know the the parts of this this amazing nation uh called the United States and also uh to have traveled the world and and I think to have had a, a set of activism throughout my life that's allowed me to see you know how how we can improve human societies and I think that it's you know certainly everything in the news just the ways in which systemic racism and gender inequalities and uh just you know the the devastating impacts on the planet with climate change and all of what's going on i think you know and of course the the health pandemic this is the time we're in the silver lining is that it's actually waking people up to wow there there may be other ways uh, of uh, of living on on this planet and mm-hmm. And I, I, I really believe it starts with our families. You know, it, it does. It starts at home. In what ways are you teaching your daughter about the different issues that we're facing as not only as a culture, but, you know, as a, you know, I guess as a society, uh, especially in dealing with the pandemic, but not only that, but, you know, the racism and things like that. What, what kind of things are you teaching her or are you at this point? Yeah, that's, a, that's such an important question. I'm glad that, that you asked that because as parents, it's... Um, not only our task to protect and keep our kids safe and well-fed and all of the the basics, but also to, in a way, be a a uh, translator or at least you know a good mirror for for them to yeah to to live their their best lives. And of right. course, we all we all really want the best. For our children, I really think that that's that's true for uh, across the board. I think that you know the pressures and stresses of this society um, and just how devastating it can be to live in. A, I was just reading that 
the U.S. ranks last in, mm-hmm. um, in, in, its, in its support, especially for new parents, that we have a lot of work to do. And so, yeah, in processing all of the, the crises of our time, I, I, I tend to use storytelling and I use my creativity and, you know, and I, I try to have honest conversations, age appropriate, of course, right. but um, I just, you know, I do, I really do my best to, to honor her brilliance and her intelligence as opposed to, and her wisdom, because, you know, these kids, the, all of our kids, they're, they're energetic sponges and right. they, they're feeling it all. They might mm-hmm. not know how to articulate it, but so I love books, you know, children's books. I love music. I love, we have some funny nightly rituals where, you know, we will even have like a little dance party and then we'll talk about the songs and maybe even some of the dance styles and, and, and the lyrics of the song. Oh, wow. What is, what does that mean when they're talking about, you know, that they had a heartbreak or that they had something happen? It's just, it's a much more enjoyable way. Um, I believe that it's one of the gifts of the arts is that it, allows us to, uh, especially for kids, I think it's such a great way to process the world. Well, that's great. Storytelling is super important, especially at uh, such a young age that she's at, but she is, she is, uh, all children are sponges and and she's certainly um, soaking up all the, all the stories that you're telling her, uh, but she's also witnessing it through your actions too. And she sees everything that goes on and how you respond and react to different things that you face uh, in your life as a dad. That's awesome. Now, uh, how did you, what kind of drove you to your passion for serving, you know, children? Where did that come from? It's interesting because it sort of found me as much as I found it as an, as a, an artist and, and my craft, I studied primarily in university, but also in high school, uh, I had some remarkable teachers and and educational experiences in high school that really lit me up to the power of not just education, but, and you said it just now, storytelling. I was a voracious consumer of, of, of books, um, of film, of television, almost as if I was some sort of archeo- modern archaeologist looking mm. at the ways in which humans, how we communicate and how we gravitate around cultural phenomena. And I, and, and to me, it was always just, I, you know, I've, I've followed my passion and I, I just loved, you know, I grew up being a part of, uh, of a lot of different uh, film and TV and, and even some fashion uh, production projects uh, as an actor, as an extra um, and then when I got into to high school, I realized that I actually had quite a talent for writing. And, and then I started to write for the stage, which then led to, to writing for short films. Um, and I, I actually studied film and jazz in university. And yeah, I, I think that that thread for me, that creative thread allowed me to connect to different audiences. And one of the things that I discovered was that that children just gravitated to my work and that families really felt excited by the productions that I was a part of, whether I was performing in front of a thousand kids at school assembly or if I was actually putting something on screen. 
where we would um, convene audiences in different ways. I, I just I think that yeah, it, that children and, and families in particular as an audience. I think it's you know my values and my ethics and my the way that I communicate and the stories that I've gravitated to have attracted those audiences. But I, yeah, I just love I love the imagination and the freedom of childhood, and I I, I think that's always something that I've I've gravitated toward. Do you do you think that do you think that that had any um, the way that you were raised had any impact on how you're living your life now? Oh my God, it's in so many ways. I and I always say that actually, it's funny that you would ask right. that because I I really believe that each of our childhood is a blueprint for our lives, and we're, we're of course you know have the the potential to to leverage the best of those lessons and hopefully transform. Uh, the things that that uh, we've suffered from, or that we've, you know, the pains of our childhood, things that we, you know, um, that we've struggled with. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm also, I'm actually a student of this, this emerging science, which is now gaining incredible uh, steam. It's called epigenetics, which is about the the ways in which not only our the the the, the patterns that are and the, the the ways in which our parents model for us is passed on through us to our next generation and so forth. Um, but also just how our, how important our own childhood is and what a blueprint that is for the rest of our lives. So I, yeah, I've done a lot of work to go into my own, my own personal memories and, uh, and my, you know, my relationships with, with my father and my mother and and my grandparents and those that were significant in my childhood, I've had to do a lot of. Uh, I mean, granted, I had an amazing upbringing, and yet still, we all go through challenges. So, right. looking at how those patterns either run our lives or can be transformed is is really key, you know. And especially looking at the things that we don't want to look at, because I know as you know, um, as men and I, I don't, you know, I don't only identify that way, but fathers and men, you know, and the masculine, I think in general is, is very proud and wants to be, oh, I got it all together and I'm providing and, and it's also okay to be vulnerable to, especially when you're, you know, when you're doing healing work and you're wanting to move beyond and really, yeah, just having a growth mind state, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's like we you have to go into those those points of our lives and forgive them, find a way to, you know, to come to terms with them and let them go so you can actually move forward from this moment because our past doesn't define us and yet we have to acknowledge it in order to let it go. Right. Yeah, and you bring up a good point with the, you know, we have this blueprint from our childhood that does in a way direct our life and how we respond to things as we're older, but it doesn't mean it's set in stone. It doesn't mean it, it doesn't have to change or it can't change. Um, That's right. I mean, some of the, I mean, the bravest thing we can do as men, I was in, I was in a meeting this morning where we were talking about masculinity and some of the, one of the bravest things we can do as men is to own our flaws and to be vulnerable to allowing ourselves to make a mistake and own it and change it. Uh, it's so important for our kids too. 
Um, Amen. So yeah, so that's that's great that you said that. Hit it on the head, though. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think is the single most? You know, speaking of your parents, what do you think is the single most important thing you've learned from your parents? How has it impacted you as a father? Oh my God, there's so many things. I just I really cherish the sort of unconditional love that was demonstrated, mm. specifically from my mother, but also also my father too. Really, just there was always. I mean, as kids, we make mistakes. As humans, we are made to make mistakes. That's what right. we do. And yet, if we don't have a container or at least a foundation of uh, of true love, not just the love that is, okay, you do what what is right in the moment or you do what I want you to do or you do what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're always going to yeah. make mistakes and fall out of that. So as my parents demonstrated for me, it was always just that love is, is front and center. And that, you know, we might, yeah, we we might uh, go through all sorts of problems, especially our primary relationships. Come on. Like that's, that's when all the, the pressure cooker comes into play. You know, it's like, those are the the ones that, that we really have to, um, yeah, we really have to bring love before the, you know, the, the love thing I think leads the conversation. Then we can get into, oh, you know what, like the way you did that, that was whack or you know, you need to really like, yeah, you, you need to fix this or whatever it is, right? But mm-hmm. if love is first, I think we can get through those harder conversations. And they, and they always showed me that. Um, my my dad, the other thing I'll say is my dad, and I just love dads. I mean, I love I love all sense of humor and comedy. Um, and again, I think that's one of the things I love about kids is just like this quest for joy and, and laughter. Right. But But my dad was always just, I think he was always kind of searching for the funny thing in the, in, or the joke or some way to like process whatever was going on in our day. And, and sometimes it was just stupid dad jokes. And other times it was like, wow, it really like (laughs) taught me something, you know, through, through jokes and and satire and and that kind of thing. Dads have a way of doing that. I, I, I I still do that with my boys today. So, (laughs) but no, you're right. Unconditional love is so important. And, you know, it's one of the things that I do think every single parent has. They may not be the best at displaying it, but every single parent that at least that I interact with or know has unconditional love for their kids. It's same with my my own boys. I I tell them to this day, it doesn't matter what you do, what you don't do, I will always have your back because I'm your dad. That's what I'm here for. And um, I think most parents do. So that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that your parents, it sounds like they gave you unconditional love. And uh, it's why you have the bond and relationship today with them that you do, but also that you, the bond and relationship that you have with your daughter, you're displaying that unconditional love to her because it was, it was given to you by your parents. So that's awesome. Now, let me ask you this. And then I want to kind of get into your, uh, to your book and, and where people can kind of uh, find out more about you. But if I were to ask your daughter, I know she's four right now, and she may not have the maturity yet to really understand this question. But as she gets older, if I were to ask her, tell me something about your dad, what do you think she would say about you? Wow, you, you got, the, you got the, the million dollar questions today, Brian. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Um, and that, that one is, is something that I'm not sure I necessarily would have the exact answer for other than I think, you know, also what we were just speaking to this notion of, uh, of yeah, my father really, my dad loves me no matter what. And 
that that's that to me is the foundation um and that's something that that I just cherish because I know that it's shared and lived and breathed and every day we're literally expressing that so that's to me just and 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 also just that um you know that my my dad really showed up for me and and um you know he wasn't always perfect he wasn't you know he he didn't always know exactly what i needed in the moment but he always showed up as best he could a thousand percent and and Mm. yeah i think that that's my prayer for what she would see in me and and I, um, I believe it's happening and I, and I feel like I was just saying this morning as well, every day I'm so excited to wake up to her, you know, and I'm so, and it's just, it's, she sort of informs and helps to frame my day, uh, even as a young parent. And I just love that we get to, we get to spend the rest, literally the rest of our lives together, no matter whether or not we die tomorrow or not we have this uh this eternal relationship you know the parent child relationship is like none other it really is and i and i couldn't you know i could have said that as a, as a as a child you know a child to my my parents but it really just something really happens becoming a parent it's it's like there's not even work for it no oh, that's awesome that's a great answer and i'm sure that's exactly what she would say so um, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Uh, you certainly represent the data community very well. And, um, I just want to give you a chance, Thank you, uh, bro. tell tell everybody about your book, uh, where they can find it. And then also what's the best place to reach you? If they wanted to reach out to you, get to know you a little bit more, what's the best place for them to do that? Amazing. Yeah. So I, it's amazing. I wrote this book for my daughter. Actually, I didn't know it was a book at the time, but the first year, I wrote a letter to her every day. Mm. So I used that really as a, um, just as a, it started as a journaling process to talk to my, my little one and to talk to myself and to process just what a transformation it was to become a new parent. And then I went back after sharing some of those letters with, you know, other close family friends or, or parent groups that I was connected to and folks were like really having amazing responses to it. Like I had people, dads crying and just like, it was crazy. I didn't expect that. And I realized, wow, this is something special. And so I went back to each of those 365 letters and I put a practice or a, a game and activity um, at the end of each day. So there's literally 365 letters to my child and the book is called welcome to earth love letters to my child and practices for families and it is this collection um of of letters from a father to his daughter um and it's also you know it's entertaining storytelling it's games it's somatic based practices i have it available if you sign up for my mailing list and or want to get pre-sale copies or you think that this could be uh, a great gift for other new parents or yeah, just really pushing this out far and wide, but you can find it on AaronAbelman.com or Lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com and Aaron Abelman, A-A-R-O-N-A-B-L-E-M-A-N.com. And you can also reach me direct at info at AaronAbelman.com. 
yeah, there's a, a podcast around this one too, and just other other uh, forms of media that we're doing. We, my daughter and I did an album. She loves to to sing, so we did a bunch of songs from the letters. We're just trying to trying to build conversations with other families out there and and how we can support each other and and create more more self care and and more intention around how we're we're raising our kids. So that's that's the point of Welcome to Earth. Well, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad that you uh, that you did that. Uh, I'm sure it took a lot of time, but it was well worth it. And uh, the fact that people can pick that up, uh, as well as the different uh, links that they can uh, uh, go to to uh, connect with you. But Aaron, I wanted to say it has just been an honor and pleasure to get to know you a little bit, um, to just kind of build our friendship over the last couple months. I'm certainly glad you took the time out of your day to. Uh, share your experiences being a father and not only that, but sharing your experiences through life. Um, so I appreciate you joining me on dad up today, brother. And I look forward to uh, continuing our friendship as well. Likewise. Yeah. I love what you're doing and these conversations matter. They really do. They help us, um, you know, just support more healthy and, uh, yeah, purposeful ways of, uh, of being in the world. So I really appreciate what you're doing and thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at data podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Dad Up.